This is the only in Rugby League podcast where we discuss all things Rugby League with me, Callum. With me, Bobby. And me, Andy. And still, the M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Well, third time's the uh, charm. Bobby got it right first time. He did well, didn't he? He did. Do you know what what I put that down to? Go on. Him having no clothes on. Why, why, why have you got no clothes No, why? Why have you got no clothes on? More importantly, <laughs> why do people need to know that they can't see us? More importantly, yeah. why, why have you got, got no, no clothes, clothes on? on? Because I came straight from work and I'm really muddy and it's not very fair to, like, muddy up the furniture. It's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> then he takes his jumper off. You're taking more clothes off yeah. for. Like, I, I want to be comfortable. How warm. comfortable do you want to be? <laughs> I was warm. He has... Literally now got two items of clothing on. <laughs> Come on, Peter. That's pantsless. not true. That is not Peter true. Peter Pantsless. <laughs> That's not true. I have three items of clothing on. All right. Headphones don't count. Socks. Oh, you got socks. No, you managed to get some socks on, have you? More, more uncomfortably, Callum. He seems to be rubbing his leg against mine at the minute, and I'll be honest. <laughs> well, we're sharing a bench. It was your idea because you won't go to the garage for a chair. <laughs> I'm not putting it away. Uh, Hearing me. Well, what else has been happening? Because that's just jumped everything, really, hasn't it? Yeah. This, this sort of nudist camp pod. That's right, yeah. true. That's true. Welcome to nature. <laughs> Only in naturism. <laughs> the naked jungle with Keith Kegway. <laughs> Oh dear! I've got big news though. Oh, okay. not on the nature's front, just just rugby league news. Yeah, uh, we have confirmed with uh, St Helens legendary fullback Phil Vivers. Uh, he's going to do a, a special "This Is Your Life" edition, a special legend edition for us, uh, which we'll be recording in a couple of weeks' time at the beginning of March. And uh, that week we'll have two pods out, won't we? Yes. And that should be a, a fantastic story. So uh, definitely. Uh, thanks to Phil for agreeing to do that, and uh, I look forward. And if you've got any suggestions for who you would like to see in our next legends lineup, then uh, just uh, drop us a line, give us a shout, and let us know who you would like to see. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Should we crack on? Key Chegwin's not around anymore, by the way. <laughs> Just before somebody says Keith Chegwin. I knew uh, something was coming there because you were both staring at me and giggling to yourselves like you were going to say something. Don't there. say that. We, we both said you've got no clothes on and now you've just said we're both stood there looking at you, giggling at you. It doesn't sound right, does it? Well, if you Think told, about what you're saying. Well, if you hadn't told people I had no clothes on, we wouldn't be in this situation. If you had clothes on, we wouldn't be in this situation. Should we, should we just tell everybody now what's going on tonight now? Yeah. Yeah, go on, Callum. You tell us what's on tonight. Uh, so we have a bit of uh, Only in Rugby League, which I think there's going to be one every week. It's looking like it. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a bit of Only in Rugby League. We've got the uh, Round 1 review. Back to the, the regular programming tonight. Excellent. Uh, round 1 review. A uh, little bit on the World Club Challenge. Um, Stats of the Week is back. Everybody's favourite. Stats of the Week. I hope you started off uh, pretty well. I don't know, they, they were quite hard this week. I've done, I think I've done. A, I think I've done a good enough job. I'll try. Okay. And then I think obviously it sounds like we'll be moving swiftly on from the stats of the week <laughs> um, to a talk to me about. Uh, so we'll have a, a run through 
this week's hot topic. <laughs> Wonder what that could be. <laughs> uh, and then obviously the predictions league is is back. We'll have a uh, a round one table update and and we'll look at the round two fixtures and that will uh, see out the pod then. Yeah. Did you mention the World Club Challenge? Yes, I wasn't listening. No, that's fine then. Yeah, so, yeah. Shall we jump because we haven't got a jingle yet for only movie league, have we? So no. We just... I, I'll be honest. I didn't think it would be a, a you know a, a really? weekly thing. Well, I just couldn't be bothered because there's about yeah. half dozen here. So well, there you go. Then. Maybe maybe you could sing one. Maybe People you send it up on the spot. It's brilliant. We, did, we tried that last week and you failed miserably. <laughs> People send them in for us now. There you go. It's brilliant. There you go. All right. Do you want to do you want to sing a, a jingle? Yeah, go on. Nah, I don't have one. <laughs> No? No. Oh, okay. I failed miserably last week. It's going to be as bad this week. Yeah, redeem yourself. What's he going to say? Well, no welcome tune, to the naked jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I sing that for only in rugby league? <laughs> only in rugby league with Peter Pants. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, where shall we start? I'll tell you what. Uh, lovely fight between uh, Cornwall and York Acorn. Okay. So in the recent Challenge Cup game, York Acorn came away with the victory, mm-hmm. knocking Cornwall out of the Challenge Cup, uh, to which Cornwall then um, complained about York's behaviour right. uh, towards their uh, staff and uh, including and ball crew. <laughs> okay. Like that. So York Acorn then this week uh, put a letter out going, no, no, you were really bad, not us. <laughs> and the... <laughs> The referee dealt with it all uh, magnificently in the face of some hostile intimidation. So that could bubble on a bit, that one. Yeah. So yeah. let's have a see. So it was Drag like, that no. one out for a couple of weeks, can't it? Was, it? Yeah, it was like, no, you weren't bad. Uh, we weren't bad. You were. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brian Carney's comment to Willie Peters before the Holland Hull KR game, which says, Willie, uh, you were known for your tackle in your day. <laughs> No, he did. He did. He did. He oh, done that on purpose, honey. He? he does it on, on purpose, <laughs> Lynn. Uh, Batley, uh, Batley Bulldogs, uh, social media, excellent work this week. Uh, they played working to the Challenge Cup on the Sunday, and they managed to put the highlights out of that. Do you know when they put them out? Uh, th- three minutes past eight on Thursday evening. Oh dear. <laughs> Three minutes into the whole KR and whole game on Thursday night. That's appalling. <laughs> As if people are going, hang on, pause Hang this. on. <laughs> oh, Batley have put that game on. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a Batley fan, you might have done <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, the next one is Zach Hardacre. And the next one, uh, that's it, really. That's, that's, there's none of this. <laughs> he needs his own jingle. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's just that is a complete only in rugby league, isn't it? Um, next one is uh, our own Bry. This week, uh, he managed in the prediction league uh, to tag in when he's tagging people to promote the prediction league. He's managed to tag in Pokemon, mm. which <laughs> the trade Pokemon trading card. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm more disappointed with Brian for tagging him or yeah. Pokemon for not retweeting him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu likes Rugby Union. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, another one this week, uh, 
again. Uh, we've got uh, we've had a letter. Uh, we've had a letter in this week. Oh, okay. Um, yes, sorry, we've had a letter in this week. Can we still play this? Well, we are doing. Oh, yeah. And it's from Sam. Dear only in rugby league. Please, can you fix it for me? You would think that after doing counts of the podcast this calendar year that a certain penguin would not only have remembered to announce the players' participation in the Prediction League, but also the insider. (laughs) (laughs) Please, could you fix it for me to replace him with the penguins from Madagascar? Loving the pod, Sam. (laughs) 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 So, uh, yeah, we'll try and fix that for you, Sam. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and I've got uh, one more on that, which is uh, which we'll probably get onto in a little bit. But have you seen literally today, this afternoon, Penrith have had a meeting with the RFL and the new head laws have been relaxed for the World Club Challenge. Right. So because because no, Penrith asked them to. Ah. Uh-huh. So. Just, just, just crack on again. Just like it's a bit like that friendlies. We mentioned it. We were at friendlies of the week. Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, but now it's for the World Club Challenge. Any headshots? Just, just do what you want. Do what you want, mate. Yeah. We've come all the way for all, from Oz, and you're telling me I can't tackle around the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan <laughs> is fuming. <laughs> so there you go. And that was this week's only in rugby league. Right. So, you're not allowed to hit any part of the head, as we've seen all week, which we'll come yeah. on to later, which is a yellow or red. But if it's for a trophy, yeah. you, you can do what you want. So basically, in five out of the six games on this weekend, you can't, but in one of them you can. Right. Oh. Well, at least we've picked the right team to be involved in that game. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> Amazing. Oh dear. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world, and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. I've missed that buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> It was on the other week. It was on last week. No, it wasn't. Yes, it, yeah, was. it was. We had no soup. No, we didn't. We did it before we did the review. Yeah, we did, did we? yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't we did it for the pre- We did it for the preview, yeah. Oh, yeah. I apologise. I thought we... Yeah, previews, uh, yeah. Not oh, reviews. Sorry, I thought Idiot. we did it. Lost his brains as well as his pants. I didn't think we did it. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Well, I still missed it anyway. Anyway, um, so we kick <laughs> off round one of 2024, and we're going to start... Exactly where round one did, and that is in the whole derby. And it was Hull FC nil, Hull KR 22. Yes, and we have Hull KR Tony on to get her thoughts on how that went. It's us nil in FC, so for me personally, that's a personal high. However, moving forward, we're only as good as our last performance. So we need to be as good as we was on Thursday, this Thursday against Leeds. The only way we can build on last season, this season, is if we bring on silverware. It's probably a big ask, but hopefully we can do it. 
in pre-season, I thought that we looked quite good, especially as the majority of the team that versus Sheffield was the younger boys that have come through the rankings, so like the academy and the reserves on the pre-season. Watching the first team and the pre-season game, you could tell the standard of performance was up there. However, we're not wanting anything more short than a win, really. We need a win every game. It's probably not going to happen. We, we probably will lose some here and there. But I'm optimistic this year as we just narrowly missed last month against Sheffield at home. Whether it's the younger players or the first team players, the consistency, the drive and the passion is the same throughout everybody. I think it's also important to have someone in rugby league like Mikey Lewis as talent like his does not come around very often and it's not something that he can learn. I think there's been a few seasons where he's gone into positions which aren't usually his and he fields into them as and if when needed, if he can play them. You can see that when he was called up for England as well, how much it meant to him and his family as well as his friends. I'm pleased that we've got him for another few seasons because I can't wait to see what else he can do moving forward, not just only for Rovers, but as a part of the England squad as well. My thoughts on LFC as well. Um, there must be something going on within the club because you can't have four to five different coaches and still get the same performance over four or five seasons. Um, that's how I feel on them as a club. But for me personally, the rivalry is just too strong. Um, so I don't really feel for them, but I do in a way. Um, but there's only one club which is the dominant side of Hull, and that is the red and white one. <laughs> so, only one side... That's the dominant one in Hull. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, they uh, definitely, um, definitely the better of the two teams at the minute, aren't they? They, they certainly showed the dominance on uh, on Thursday for sure. I mean, coming away and nilling mm. you're a, not only well a nilling round one is fantastic to nil you, to to put zero on your nearest and dearest. That's your uh, that's that shows you your standards for the league this season. Tony says she doesn't feel for Hull one bit, which obviously I'm not surprised at. Do you, Callum? Um, yes, because I think we've said numerous times on this pod that Hull should be massive, and they're not, and they haven't really been for quite a number of years now. Yeah. I just want to rewind to the actual game a minute. First of all, like the television, you know, if you weren't at the game, the Sky presentation was miles better. It was mm. fresh, it was exciting, it was analytic, mm. um, it was really, really good. And I think that, you know, there was they've come a long way in, in real life. It's just simple things like they have Dave Woods and Kyle Amor on. Yeah. That's it. Don't you need. We don't need don't you Barry need. and Terry, Phil Clark popping up with some sort of random nonsense. <laughs> Stuart Cummings piping up. Oh, I think he's got that one right. Uh, you would say that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't need all of them. We don't need 20 people on the on the three on the touch line and stuff like that. You know, no. that was simple. So that was good. Unfortunately, then the clock broke after like the first minute on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> it is sorted quickly enough. It was sorted quickly enough. Um, 
D, Mikey Lewis. Yep. He is becoming... I said the other week... Do you remember I said to you the other week? I'd heard things that he looked like he'd bulked up. Mm-hmm. He has, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Massively. Yeah. Massively. Well, he's not very tall, is no, he? So he looked really strong. Mm. Looked re- upper body looked really, really strong. He's not a star for the future. He's a star now, isn't he? He's yeah. one of Super League's best players now, isn't he? Yeah, he needs to be the the, the poster boy, doesn't he? With along with the likes of Jack Wellsby, say. Yeah. Uh, uh, and as as Tony mentioned, uh, they've you know they've managed to tie him down. Uh, to a new contract and, you know, worst case scenario, they get quite a bit of money for him. England scrum are for the next 10 years? Um, possibly. I think you've got to throw Harry Smith in there, obviously. Yep. George Williams, he's not really at the end of his career at no. all, is he? So, you know, you, you've, you've three, maybe four players, depending on how Lewis Dodd comes on, mm. uh, fighting over two positions. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Um, <clears throat> should we talk about Hull's front rower? Okay. Do you know what? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them got simmed in straight away, didn't he? Yep. And then uh, the other one uh, got a red for, well, he saw red, didn't he? Literally saw red. Mm. A red mist came down uh, and battered Minchella on the floor, didn't he? Yeah. Um. Do you know what? Last week, I put him in my dream team last week, which, <laughs> yeah, was, so like, did I. which was more, which is more disappointing. And not only that, he even got afforded a picture, didn't he, on the, on our four pictures to what have these got to do with rugby league this week? Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. And now look, <laughs> it might be on it again this week <laughs> for a different reason. <laughs> talk, talk me through his. His thought process there is is the one. I don't know if I don't know if you can can you? I'm not sure there is one. He's he's had. What makes him think like he's had the same thought and he is when Zach Hardaker thought I've only had ten, I'll be right. It's only around the corner. Five and drive. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> he's had the same thought process there, hasn't he? Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. You you, you see this uh, a lot with overseas signings, especially. In your in your forward pack, and, and one of them that that comes to my mind in well in a, in a few more recent years is, do you remember when Wigan signed uh, Frank Paul Nuasala? Oh, Frank Paul the the, the sponge not sponge ball Rocky Beckham ball turned yeah. out to be a sponge. turned out to be a sponge ball didn't he? Yeah. Do you remember when they signed him? Yes, one of his first games for the club was against Saints. And if I remember rightly, he got simbined or he got sent off for a shot on McCarthy Scarsbrook. And if you ask most Wigan fans what they think of New Asala, no one ever says, oh, he was rubbish. They just go, oh, he smacked McCarthy Scarsbrook. Any fan of any team would say that, though, wouldn't but- they? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's not just him. But what my point is, is <laughs> going back to Franklin Pele, sometimes... When, like, like I said to you the week, he went to Hulk AR and he put a picture of a, a a poo emoji on his Instagram and then he's taken Minchella's head off. I think sometimes he's been caught up in this, I'm going to make myself a cult hero so that when I don't play well, someone's going to go, oh yeah, but he took his head off. Yeah. And it's almost like a memory for people to go, well, he wasn't that great, but... 
I, I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But I think in this one, because they've been nilled, because they've been embarrassed, that's like the focal point of it. Yeah, yeah true. And he has. But yeah. I understand what you're trying to get at. Yeah. And he has made himself like, you know, a, a, a cult, hasn't he? No, some, no, hang on. Rams. Something like that. Yeah. But he's just ridiculous, isn't it? He's just like, you know. And not only that then, game's over at that point really, isn't it? Because they're already losing. Yeah, they're, they're losing. But I don't know what's going through his head there because the original shot, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't, you know, I don't think it would have been pulled up or anything. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a good shot. And then all of a sudden, he's he's his arms... I don't think I can get my arm that far back mm. to come in like that. Oh, it was higher than Bobby's backswing at his golf. <laughs> <laughs> and then doesn't he throw a punch at someone while he's sort of all yeah, going on? Yeah, I think it may be Mikey Lewis. Yeah, I think yeah. he tries to punch Mikey Lewis in the head, doesn't he? Mm. <sighs> Nothing went right for Hull from the from the, the word go, did it? Their new signings were shocking. Yeah. One of them got simbined. Yeah. One of them got sent off. And the Ockenbore, defensively, for that Mikey Lewis try, mm. he just can't be bothered. Yeah. Just watch him go past. I don't think there's any other explanation than he couldn't be bothered yeah. and that he's here for a payday. Yeah, That's how bad that looked. Yeah. Who's to blame at Hull then? Don't know. Because Tony mentioned on on her piece there that, like, she said, you know, you can't have 45 coaches and then having the same results. Mm. And she's right. It's just, you know, the coach has to take some responsibility. Yeah, but don't don't be saying that Tony Smith's bringing a, a bad culture. No, I'm not, not saying I'm not, that. No, no, I'm no. not. I know you're not. I'm just saying I refuse to believe that he's... I agree. Yeah. He's being part of that or I whatever. Because um, I just don't think he's like that at all. Um, well, when you, when you have... That many coaches, and you have so many different players. The players are just—it's like a revolving door in it mm. with players. You have to surely you have to start looking above the coach. I wonder who's making the signings. Mm. Is it the coach or is it somebody else? Yeah, because I think you, you as any club, not this isn't just Hull. You've got a, a duty to do your due diligence in in what sort of person that that player is. Yeah. I mean, let's take the last one, the one that you said couldn't be bothered. Ockenbore. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he had his problems, didn't he, after school visits? Putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Would you have signed him? No. Should any club in Super League have signed him? Should any club in the NRL have signed him? Is there not things that you do that you think, I'm sorry, you forfeited your right to actually do that job? Yeah. Is that yeah. not one of them? Yeah. I, I mean, surely that's like the worst one. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs. No, but a, a bit completely, and I, you know, I don't think he's ever got a conviction because I don't think he'd have got a visa. So no, it just seems it's just it's just the, the thing around it. You'd be like, well, we're probably going to give you a wide berth. Exactly. Mate. You would if you were chairman. You're going, whoa, I'm not quite sure. I want you in my club because yeah. how does that look to the female fan element of Hull FC? Yeah, that and the fact that he's absolute pony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, <laughs> he's garbage. And oh. obviously, just to swing back around to the game for a second, I mean, on a Hulk IR negative point of view, really, is that this game could have been a lot worse for Hull had they had 
someone who could actually kick the ball over the post. I, don't think I've ever I seen. wasn't sure who Peter Hicku was playing for. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a worse goal kicking display. And ever. then, and then they and then they brought Bachelor on at the end who tried to match it. <laughs> He did better. That penalty, that penalty, that was absolutely amazing, wasn't it? That he tried oh. to knock the two over near the end. Shocking. And then he did that. Do you, do you, what was funniest about that, though, um, there was a couple of people, Rob, Dean, all tweeted in going, even Bobby could have kicked better than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm a good kicker. I'm he just, is, I'm, so I'm just stating that. Yeah, he's not bad. It, it was like, that was, that was really funny. But yeah, and but he's, just, he's all around handling. And everything was just shocking. Don't think he's a fullback, mate. Oh come on, he's playing without hands. He's chopped his hands off. I said that before the season. I don't, kicked I don't, off. I don't care if he's a fullback or not. <laughs> if you're a rugby league player, you've got to be able to catch the ball. I don't. I don't think it's long before we see Evolds at fullback and um, Nicky on the bench. Yeah, or, yeah. or maybe I don't know because they've got two out and out centres, two really really good out and out centres in Opacic and uh, Gildart. Yeah, can he slot in the wing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'd better move on, because you could talk about this one all night. Yeah. Well, moving on, uh, we will go to St. Helens, where they had a very convincing win over the Lon- over the newly promoted London Broncos. Saints 40, London 4. Yeah, never really got out of second gear, really, I don't think, Saints. Um, this story's been wrote a thousand times, and it? They get a... Um, they get a 10-0 lead after 10 minutes, then they cruise for a bit, and then they get, you know, two or three late-ish ones, and, and it looks um, more lopsided than it probably maybe was. Mm. I mean, London were never in the game, to be fair. They tried hard. They did try hard. I, I thought they defended quite well, which sounds... I'll just wait for you to finish opening that. Sorry, I thought I couldn't hear. These new, <laughs> these new stands on these mics are pretty good, aren't they? Pick everything up, don't they? <laughs> Which sounds silly because they conceded 40 points. But I think what I mean by that is, like, from the kickoffs and things like that, or, or when they had um, a decent kick on, on their last tackle, they defended in Saints half really well. Yeah. Saints mm. didn't make an awful lot of yards. Yeah. No. You know, it, it, it just came from in and around the halfway and in their own half where they'd let an offload go or you know, just pretty lazy defending on the outside where they've let a little little pass go through, a little tip on. Yeah, scored a nice try. It did score a very nice, excellent work by uh, Lee Kershaw to keep it in play. Yeah, definitely. It was it was probably, um, if not for one of the other tries, the try of the round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, the uh, homecoming of, of Matt Whitley couldn't have gone any better, Andy. No, did really well. Yeah, got himself on the score sheet a couple of times, didn't he? And uh, I think if Darrell Clark hadn't have had a really outstanding debut as he did, mm. Whitley would have been man of the match, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. It was an, an excellent game from, from the two that you've just mentioned. Mm. Um, I thought Alex Walmsley looked really good again. Um, Mark Percival, I thought, was, was good. Um, I don't think he was injured, I think, because he's had a bit of a tight hamstring or something. They just took him off as a precaution. Yeah, games won and... Yeah. That was it, I yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. Couple, couple of uh, couple of little points in this game. Uh, did you know? Did you hear the... Um, uh, when London were behind the sticks at one point, uh, chants from the Saints fans of, you've got work in the morning. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they're still part time. No, I just thought that. And I fully understand it. I, I yeah, understand I get it. it. They've but, got a one. Know. They've got a one season hit, haven't they? So, yeah. You know, that's good. Um, the other thing I want to mention is uh, I bumped into somebody this week. Um, so I want to say hello from all of us uh, to young uh, to young Theo. Uh, now, young Theo, I'm not sure how old he is. I think he's about five, six, seven. He's somewhere around that age. Eight, but, nine, No, ten. he's definitely eight, nine, <laughs> nine, five, six, seven. But he's joined your mullet club, Callum. He has, yeah. Um, and we said we'd give him a shout out for joining the mullet club. And uh, uh, he goes to all the matches with his dad, Martin. And uh, so we said we'd say hello to Martin and Theo, didn't we, this week? Yes. They were big, uh, big Saints fans and in your mullet club. Well, I've had to, you know, pass the torch on. You know. <clears throat> To to young Theo, yeah, yeah. So well done, junior so. vice president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Bobby, you've got something. I know what you're going to say. It's going to be about Dower Clark's interview, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, just to swing back round to the you know the man of the match performance. I mean, that's it. That's a bit of an only in rugby league moment, isn't it? Uh, yeah. There's one for you. Did I, did you, did you both see Dower Clark's interview? Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> Didn't they say something on the lines of if certain beer made debuts, uh, that would be it, wouldn't it, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. and that's how he left it. Yeah. yeah. And then at which point you could see uh, Daryl Clark ask the cameraman or the interviewer behind and say, was that a question? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was brilliant. Oh, dear. Uh, well, uh, we'll leave... Uh, Saints, and we shall move to the south of France, where we saw 12-man Catalans come away with a victory over Warrington, 16 points to 10. Yeah, the uh, slamming Sam show didn't get off to a very good start, did it? Is, is he the coach? Yeah. I just, I'm not sure, because I'm not sure I heard the, the commentary team mention it that much. He was... <laughs> And, I, and I'm confu- I was confused because I thought, who is this? Who is this person? <laughs> who is this slamming Sam you yeah, speak like, of? <laughs> it is. Like, how many times do you have to... He got mentioned more than any other player on the pitch. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre. I don't really know what to say. No. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll interject and we'll go into the game. And as much as you said it didn't get off to the best of starts in the result, it probably couldn't have gone for a better start for Sam Burgess and Warrington when seventeen-year-old uh, uh, Lindop got his first Super League try in the corner. Yeah, it was a great finish. Yeah, yeah. did yeah, he did really well, didn't yeah, he? Excellent, Lindop, yeah, yeah, excellent finish. Um, and then it—that's about as good as it got, really. Yeah, it's good to see. Um, Good to see Catalan bulking up Jordan Abdul to play prop, I think. <laughs> um, He's the biggest seven in the world, isn't he? I tell you Does it make you feel better? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm well happy. He's playing seven. You need to find out what size shirt he is. He's no way he'd fit into your, um, your, your team's number seven shirt, is he? I can't fit into it. <laughs> oh, here's an idea. Let's buy a large have you noticed like he's number, like number seven for Kai can't fit in it Callum must have wear 17 Jordan yeah. Abdul wears 27 <laughs> that means he's bigger he's than me <laughs> uh, I, I tell you what though I know we've I know we've said it in recent weeks of this 
Uh, why did Hulk IR let him go? I understand they had a, a, a positional change with Tyro May in, in Hulk IR, but he, he clearly showed his, his class in, in Catalans. He, he pretty much ran the show for them. Yeah, I'm quite surprised Hulk IR let him go, really. I think it just must be purely... He... <sighs> Is it, though? I don't know. Is it just because of the, the injury problems that he's had? Mm. And they've sort of said, well, we've, we, we're pretty covered in the half-back position. Go and see how you get on. Go and, go and get stuck into that wine and cheese down in the south of France. You yeah. yeah. Um, or, is it, or, or did they bring May in hoping that somebody would come and take them off him? I, I, I'm not quite sure because it seemed... When you've already got Mikey Lewis, who you obviously don't want to go anywhere, you've brought Peter Hicku and Niall Evelds in, who were both full-backs. You, can, you probably you think like. you're surplus to requirements. Right? Yeah, but it seems a bit of a strange decision because of how good he is or how good he was. Is I think, it, it, is it just purely the injury? From Is it a little bit like when, um, do you remember when Sean Wayne put complete faith in George Williams, a young George Williams, mm. in, in the half-back role and said, no, you are going to be our half-back? And that's what Hulk Hare have done with Mikey Lewis over the last couple of years, maybe? A little bit, but but we already know how good Mikey Lewis is and how he's established himself, especially mm. over the last 12 months. So it just still seems a bit of an odd decision to send him to the south of France or mm. to bring Tyrone May in. I don't know whether they had other plans to play mm. somebody else in a different position and it's fell through. I, I don't know. Mm. Solid start from the Dragons. Um, just on Warrington. I mean, I suppose the, uh, I don't know, I suppose the disappointing thing for them, I suppose, is that they played against 12 men for pretty much half a game. Yeah, yeah, that was very worrying. Um, and not on, on the Macular and red card, it, I don't know, can he can he get out of the way of that if he's spinning round and but, he's, the only thing yeah. I would say on that is he's sort of third man in, so why he's trying to go that high, I don't know. And he was incredulous, wasn't he, when he got red? I mean, red? Is, is it a red? No, but... Is it a red today? Yeah. <laughs> well, it obviously is, but should it be? That's the, that's what's the question. But mm. um, Right, the other question I want to ask you is, I know we've only had one game, Matt Dufty. Right. First of all, they, the kick from Abdul, that got Abdul's try. Yeah. Dufty should have taken that, shouldn't he? Not left it to the young winger. Yeah, I think as 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 the fullback, that's pretty much number one job as an experienced fullback. Yeah, mm. that's know. that's pretty much number one job defensively, great. isn't it? Great with ball in hand. Yeah. What 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 would you say he is? Is he is he a, is he a poor man's Ben Barber? Is um, that is that what we're talking? Because Ben Barber wasn't great defensively. I would say the, the the roles changed now. You could probably you could probably say that that no fullback is great defensively anymore. So go through your top few teams at fullback. Well, Wellsby's the obvious one. He he has a, a defensive gaff every week, every other week. Um, Dufty, they're all there for speed yeah. and to join in the attack, aren't they? The, the but, role yeah. has completely changed, but I still think defensively, your bread and butter as a fullback is to defuse bombs. Yeah, and bring the ball out from from yeah. that from those deep kicks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he should be leaving it to to seventeen year old lad on the wing. No, mm. but we'll see how we'll we'll see how he goes because mm. I personally I think that perhaps Warrington won't do an awful lot while he's at fullback, but that's just my personal opinion. Mm. Okay, fair enough. There you go. 
<clears throat> well, uh, moving on, um, we will go to Lee and Huddersfield next. Uh, and it was uh, a Huddersfield win. Sorry, uh, 16-8 Huddersfield came out the victors on Friday night. Yes, and for <laughs> this one, we have got Nathaniel back on to run us through his thoughts of the game. Hi guys, Nathaniel here, so Giants fan. Um, probably a lot more upbeat from when everyone heard of me last week. Um, a fantastic victory for us away at Lee on Friday night. Um, I think it's probably a bit of a surprise to most pundits and even most people in the Prediction League. No one really tipped us to get to get one over Lee, but I think I'm on the Giants fan base. We all knew it was possible for us to get a victory. You know, first game of the season, combination not clicking. Um, yeah, so there's no surprise I'm on the Giants fan base. But one pundits-wise... Probably, because like I said, I didn't see many tipping us, especially on here. Um, who stood out for me? I thought Adam Swift were very good defensively. We know what he can do in attack, but defensively he saved a couple of tries on our left edge. Um, I thought he were very keen to what we did, especially the way we defended all night. Um, Leroy Kudrow playing at loose forward. He was also excellent uh, all night, ball handling, taking the ball in, tackling machine. Yeah, he were probably my man of the match. Uh, obviously, Jack Murchie got man of the match too, but he was fantastic. Proper grafter on the left edge, did a lot of the dirty work for us. Um, I think he'll fastly become a fan's favourite one, Jack Murchie, hopefully. Um, who I'm looking forward to watch this year? Probably Oliver Wilson. I think it's now it's time for him to step up. He's 24, I think he is now, so he's had his years as black of probation and a young lad, and it's now to take that next step up. And if he wants an England shirt, it's time to start pushing forward and playing 8, 9 out of 10 every week for us and taking that. F- Mantle on from probably like Chris Hill saying I'm Huddersfield's main prop now so yeah really looking forward to how he can kick on this year um, I'm not going to change my predictions I still think we could be anything from top four to bottom four depending on how we do um, it has given me a bit more hope this year that we maybe we are got 2022 form but I'm not convinced yet I'll see how we do against Wigan and Saints in the next two weeks and if we can compete hard against them even if we fall short then I'll be very happy and maybe I'll change my predictions after Week three. Um, anything else just to add is just, I think the bands that are coming out and the red cards, um, I think we need to be very careful where we're going as a game because we, if we can't keep the diehard fans interested, then how are we supposed to get new fans involved? Thanks, guys. Well, definitely, definitely more on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, he mentioned early on about how he thought the result was possible. Um Lovely dig at everyone in the prediction league. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Na- sorry, Nathaniel. Hello. Yeah, and and I suppose he's right when you look at the team that they've got, the players that they've got. It is definitely possible. It's just a, nobody believed it. I think they? there's only two people, and he was one of them. That yeah, picked field, yeah. So you know, no, nobody believed. Uh, where does that come from? <laughs> I think. I think what they did in this game, and I think what they did really well, and I think this is an Ian Watson thing, mm. I think they controlled the style of the game really well. Yeah, I think they stopped Lee from playing the ball quickly. We've talked about Lee's back line in the past, and I don't know how, they, how they scoot it on the back line, get it out Charnley, um, Briscoe, I, I think, and I think they do that really well. Yeah, And I think Huddersfield stifled them from doing that in this game, and I think they controlled the style of it really well, that sort of like... Match them in the forwards, heavier ground, and I think that it was really wet, and I think it suited Huddersfield to that, and I think they did that really well and controlled the tempo of the game. I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, and like I say, if you let them do that, they've got the players there, haven't they, to punish you? Just it's just whether they 
do it on a regular basis, I think. Who'd have thought you'd have ever heard the the sentence Leroy Leroy Kudjo at loose forward in the same sentence? Yeah, yeah, that that I thought that as well. Um, you know, he's he's he coming into his last year, surely. Yeah, what a servant he's been. I yeah. mean, he's been incredible. I hope they treat him better at the end of the season than the last one. <laughs> yeah, maybe they've learned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know he's he's had to adapt and and change his role, and sounds like he's done it really really well. Yeah, um, Nathaniel mentioned about Oliver Wilson there as well yeah. about saying uh, about stepping up and being Huddersfield's main prop. Really important because again, like Kudjo, Hill can't go on forever. No, no, there, there's a few, there's a few coming. To the end, in the yeah. in the squad, uh, but you need that balance of of the experience and the youthfulness, don't you? Um, and the, you know, I know he's he's had a lot of people slating him, Chris Hill, over his career, probably. But there's not many people better to learn off, is there? Absolutely not. You know, no. he's been there and done it all, really. Played dozens of games for England, apart from the grand final. Yeah, been excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adrian Lamb won't be panicking too much, I don't think, Bobby, will he? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think first games are always, as Nathaniel said, you know, it takes time to click these things. I mean, you look at uh, Lee last season and it started in the same way for them. They won three out of the first eight and, you know, they, they, they had that slow start, but... I mean, who would have predicted that, that after that start, Lee would have been your, your Challenge Cup winners and go on this massive run to make top... Did they make top four? Did they miss out? Top five, was it? They made top the playoffs, five. yeah. Was it yeah. fifth? Were they finished fifth? Yeah, yeah, yeah Hulk KR swapped them on the last so. day. Did, yeah, yeah. I think... Um, <sighs> I'm still not sure they can match what they did last season, uh, but uh, it'll take time for that new halfback combination to uh, to gel as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it does, I think, like I said, with the back line that we like mentioned previously, I think they've got a uh, they've got a really strong squad, and and that's why I was surprised that this result was you know was the way it was. Yeah, uh, but it'd be interesting to see for Lee, and they've got a week off this week, haven't they as well? Yeah, they've got a week off, and then I think they play St Helens away. It'd be interesting that mm, maybe that maybe that extra week off will do. Them. Bit good, yeah. Mm. Work on a few things. Okay, but but uh, thanks to Nathaniel for that and uh, uh, excellent excellent win from the Giants. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to our second to last game of round one, and we're heading to Headingley, uh, where Leeds came away with the victory, twenty two points to sixteen over Salford. Yeah. Take a bow, Ash Hanley. Yeah, 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 try the round on it. Could we try the season? Yeah. Already. And the way it came about from where they had to play the ball on the far side, three or four passes, mm. and from their own 10, it wasn't just like a, a ball, put him into space, one pass, bump, he's gone up the wing. That was a tremendous try. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant try. His yeah. ability to sort of I, stop and look for a pass and then put in the afterburner, stop. And he, I think exactly. he did it like twice. Was, I mean, he stopped a couple of times yeah, and still right. managed to there was, outpace yeah, them. There was three things in that try. One is the, the, the spread across the field. Mm-hmm. The second one was the little shimmy halfway. And the third was the, was the slow and the acceleration into the corner to beat the fullback. Yeah. yeah. 
fantastic wing player and a great team try as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it, and that's really helped them. Well, they, they scraped through, didn't they? Um, yeah, I, I would say so. I think I think most people would say so, mainly because I think the majority of, of fans were expecting nothing but a comfortable win for, for the Rhinos. Uh, Salford did themselves, you know, really well. Um and did miles better than I thought they they were going to do. Can I just pick up on the the two yellow cards? Yeah, one from Momorowski, um for a shoulder. The the player, whoever it was on the right hand side of him, he's coming in to make the tackle, mm. and then he sort of just turns in readiness. He doesn't need to get his arms around that player coming in because the man on the out, the man on the far, on the right hand side is making the tackle. Mm. I, I don't. I, I, it just seems a bit odd. That no, it wasn't me. high or anything, was it? No. It wasn't, it wasn't a shoulder charge as such. Turned, people will yeah. say that his arms weren't up and trying to wrap, so it is, and mm. you know. And then the Burroughs one for Salford, the holding down. Yeah. Like, there's a real pet hate of mine, this. Like, he's looking round at the referee, looking round, looking round, and then he's got a yellow card. Mm. Referee's not, stop coaching people, telling them when to get off. It's gone on for years, and I hate it. You're as a as a defender, it's your responsibility to make the tackle, and it is your responsibility to clear the rook. Yeah, not to look round to say how long can I hang on. Mm-hmm. That's your that's part of your decision making in that tackle. But then he still stayed up. But he still did it, idiot. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean about this 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 thing about like waiting for the referee to shout. Out clear, yeah. You know, move, get off, stand, move, whatever. move. That's the one. Move. Don't we time to move? You've you've made the tackle. Just get off him. Yeah. Mm. I really hate that. I, I, it's just a real pet hate that. But there you go. So yeah, Leeds scraping through. Um, Salford, I think, will be quite pleased because yeah, uh, I think it were, gives them a lot to work. Yeah, on I now think so. Yeah, couple yeah of definitely. Uh, sorry, Andy. I think you missed a yellow card there, didn't Ryan? Really gets yeah, Simbin as got well. One for high tackle. high tackle. It was just a yeah, yeah. Again, a nonsense one, really. But they, they seem to have this new um, this new line worked out for the referees, uh, don't they? What what what's this new line that's going around? Is it, it low it, risk and high risk? Yeah, some, that's something right. Something yeah, like oh, it it's, it's a low risk in our opinion or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, something seems like to be that. the new yeah, that'll, that'll yeah. be their new line for it's the new, year. New won't buzzword it? in it. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, to wrap up round one, um, we finish with the newly crowned champions for this season, and that was Wigan going away to Castleford, where they somewhat eased to a victory in the end, 32 points to four over the Tigers. Yes, and for this one, we've got our Wigan fan Johnny Ashey on to give us his thoughts on the game. Hey guys, just uh, checking in after uh, what's been an eventful, to say the least, uh, round one fixture. Um, in terms of Wigan, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the result, really, con- considering the weather conditions were atrocious. Uh, you know, Castleford's not an easy place to go, as it is, but to go in that kind of weather, it was always going to be hard. Never going to be a game for the likes of Field and French, was it? Uh, but I thought... <sighs> Red card aside, I think we controlled the game well. We defended excellently. Uh, handling errors weren't, you know, they they weren't great, were they? But 
I think to score 30 points in that weather was really good. So overall, I'm happy with it. Really, really happy with the performance as well. Uh, don't think that was a red card. I think Liam Watts has been really hard done to there. I, if that was the other way around, we would be fuming. I, mean, I don't really think it would have affected the outcome of the game. Casford fans might say different, but I don't think it would have done. Uh, but having said that, I think it's really, really harsh. Uh, very similar to the Joe Shorrocks one that we had go against us in the Cup semi-final last year. Uh, it was contact with the with the head, but he's obviously he's going down. He's going into the tackle and he's going down. Uh, so I think if he does get banned for that, it'll be really unlucky. Uh, Harry Smith, I think the news has just broken that he is free to play, and I think that's more than fair. I think that was made a m- way bigger deal than it needed to be. Don't think it was. I think it was a penalty at, at most, like the Watts one. I think that was a penalty at most as well. I think it's been blown well out of proportion. The player who was on the receiving end of the tackle was going. He had his head down anyway. He was going into it with his head down, so that made it look a lot worse. So I'm glad common sense has prevailed with that one. Uh, looking ahead to the weekend, obviously it's the big one. Luckily, he's free to play. Harry Smith. It's a massive. Disappointment that Luke Thompson's not going to play. I think we could have done with his NRL experience, especially getting towards the end of the game. Just having somebody like him who's played against these players before knows that intensity. Um, I think it's going to be a big blow, but it's a big chance for Harvey Hill. You know, we've got a lot of props. I think Harvey Hill will probably come in, maybe Taki Chan. Uh, I think Kieran's good to play, Leeming's going to play, so all big pluses uh, so I think we've, I think we're in with a chance I don't know how seriously Penrith are going to take it you never know do you but they seem to be a, a lot more up for it than they were last year um, and, and they'll want that crown as well they want to take that back to Australia but um, I'm more confident than I was in 2019 when we played the Roosters uh, obviously it was a lot of change but last week about not being much disruption to the team this year that's uh, why I'm a bit more optimistic uh, than I was in 2019 anyway because I expected a railroad in then and we got it but our pack's bigger and that, that'll that help I think we weren't big enough last time um, so I think that'll help us I'm going to sit on the fence in terms of results I'm not quite sure how it's going to go but confident confident after uh, what I've seen so far and the disciplinary actions that's gone our way alright let's uh Hope we're celebrating being the world champs next time on. See you later. Shock disciplinary goes Wiggins way. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm just kidding. No, um, they just the no the MRP. I think they just. I think they've handled it well. They're just being ancient and loyal. I think. And I think they've done. You know, I think they've done pretty well. well. Um, We'll come on to the World Club Challenge in a minute. Uh, yeah. Just quickly, let's, let's just go over, because again, I think the Castleford game, I think pretty similar to the Saints and London game, really. It's one of those games that's probably just... Yeah, know, it took, it took just, Wigan a, a while to get going in the, the you know horrific weather conditions, didn't it? But once they got on the board, it was, you know... Yeah. Um, I, do, I do think that the red card was a big turning point. That, well, it was a massive, it was the turning point. That's not a red card, is it? He was. Do you know what? Do you know what I did see? What I did think about that when I, when I did see it, they went down, and the commentary team were talking about something else. Not mm. not once until they saw any sort of replay did they go, "Oh, hang on a minute." Mm. And the players themselves, players are really quick these days to throw their arms in the air, yeah, and like appeal for 
anything that they think is or might be able to get someone into trouble. It's another thing I hate about the game at the minute. Yeah. Right? Not I looked at that and I rewound it and not one player put their hands in the air. Castleford had gone back the ten, ready, and then he the and then uh then he stayed down and so they, they relaxed. And the Wigan players, not one of them appealed for anything that they thought was foul play. No, and I, and I think that tell that tells you a lot in itself. I think. Yeah, I think so, and I think you could also argue, if you're going by that logic, that Joe Westerman should have been sent off as well. Yeah, or a, or, or a Simbin. Yeah, yet nothing's come about that. No, that's right. You know, it, it, it's what it is. The, the players, players, what's to stop a player just ducking and diving yeah. into every tackle now? On a on a, I mean, the game itself, there's not a lot to say. After that, it killed it, and the superior team ran out 32-4. Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of the Harry Smith incident, the tip tackle, has common sense prevailed? No. 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 Is it a ban under the, under the new laws and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, and I, I think well, for anybody saying that he's... Tipped his head under. I think it's already. He might. He might do a little one, but I think he's already gone past that point. Yeah. I think Luke Yates has still got two weeks to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's ridiculous, that's ridiculous, isn't it? And I, yeah. I think, I think that it's a ban. But should he be banned for next week? No. Should be Super League. Banned. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree with. I agree with that. If he had been banned, they could have put Patrick Mago at scrum half. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who thought he had hands like that? I know. I know. But I, I think I think Harry Smith is extremely lucky to come away with nothing. Yeah. Mm. Two, well, two hundred and fifty pound lighter. I mean, you, you, well, yeah. <laughs> but you, you could you could argue that was a red. Yeah. If yeah. you go, this is and this is the problem now. Nobody really knows. Every every tackle is a red card now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think uh, I think uh, Jesse. Sorry, uh, Craig Lingard did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did very well to hold his tongue in the interview, to be fair to him. I think he wanted to say a lot more, but what? I think he summarised it by saying, I've only just started my life in Super League. I'm not going to start it with a did, with a fine and a ban. Well, didn't the, didn't the video ref say he recommended a red card, but the on-field ref decided to give a yellow? For the Harry Smith one? Yeah, yeah that's supposedly what was said, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. strange. Um, anyway, let, let's look at, I mean, Johnny also mentioned there, Cal, on the World Club Challenge. Yes. Um, I mentioned Luke Thompson. He'll be a miss, won't he? Yeah, he's he's a massive miss for them, yeah. He, um, he'd have brought a lot probably to that game with his NRL experience, as Johnny said. Yeah, it's, it's just unusual for him to be injured as well. So he doesn't he doesn't miss that many games, does he? So he's... Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Penrith, he said, Penrith, I've got to, we've got to pick him up on this, haven't we? Yeah. Penrith, they look a bit more up for it than they were last year. Ludicrous comment. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but if uh, again, if you, if, I, I said it on, um, my, I said it on the podcast I did with with Johnny, uh, Johnny Lou. That could have been a Johnny Ludicrous comment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I said He'll it then. Be fuming. He will be fuming. Yeah, <laughs> I said it then, and I'll say it now. Anybody who tells me that those Panthers players didn't want it last season. You look at the reaction on the field. Crichton's on the floor, can't believe in it. Leota's on the on his knees, can't believe it. They are absolutely heartbroken when that drop goals go, when that drop goal goes over. I, I think to say I, that they're up for it more this year is is wrong. I think yeah, Johnny, yeah. come on. I think that's just a Wigan thing, to be honest. <laughs> I think so. Um, the um, he's right about the pack, though, isn't he? 
the pack's bigger for this time round than it was against the Roosters in 2019. Yeah, definitely. You know, they've got loads of experience and they've got about 20 of them. So, yeah. you know, not sure, are they? No, and the pack's look. We talked about the pack in the past, and it's looking a lot better this time round. It's all about whether they can match. Well, whether they can match the NRL intensity, really. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it what it comes down to. Really interesting game. I think it'd be a really good game. Yeah, I think it's a big big step up for for Harvey Hill, who, who yeah. Johnny reckons will replace Luke Thompson. So yeah, and we'll have uh, we'll we'll have a we'll have a review on that next week, won't we? Yes, we will. Yeah, we're not sort of into previews as such on this pod but we'll we'll have a proper review on it next next year yeah next week next week next year yeah <laughs> <laughs> can they do it though Wigan yeah um, yeah they can will they no can they <laughs> yes just because of the the, the squad and the, the, what they've managed to keep hold of will they no, not after, not after last year. I think I think Penrith will want it even more after last year. Okay, okay. Can they? Yeah. <laughs> will they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair but, enough. Um, I think they, I think they might well do it. So we'll see, won't we? Yes, we will. Uh, right. Well, that wraps up the round one review and the World Club Challenge. Yeah. Preview. So people have waited over fifty minutes to get to this, haven't they? Everybody's favourite. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Yes, it's Stats of the Week time. <coughs> Hello. Hey. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Round one, Stats of the Week. Okay. Um, so... I'll start off with one that we've already kind of mentioned, and that was... Um, Must be from the, the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's oh. not. Uh, is uh, the fact that Hulk Hayar need to look for a new kicker in uh, away from Peter Hicku as his... Do you know what his conversion stats are in his career? His career? In his career. No, I don't know. Go on. Kicked him out. No, go on. Ex- excluding the, the, the first game against Hull FC... He's kicked three goals for Manly in his career, and that was at the very start of it when he was, uh, well, a little bit younger. Three from 48. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so not very good. Uh, Not very good from Peter. Um, Stat number two is, uh, obviously we saw the amount of cards given out this, this, uh, this week. Uh, nine yellows and four red cards uh, to make a total of 13 is the most in an opening round of fixtures in Super League history. Okay. So, not great if that's the way it's going to go. If you're going to see 13 cards a week, it might start to get a bit tedious. So I hope it doesn't go that way. No. Uh, Stat number three. Uh... I'm gonna go with these two, and then we'll end on a we'll end on a nice positive note for me. Stats of the week. Uh, stat number three is uh, obviously we saw the the whole derby take place at uh, the MKM this uh, this on Thursday night. Um, do either of you know what the aggregate score would be in the last three fixtures when Hull FC have been the home team? Well, they got beat 30-odd nil last year, didn't they? 
Yeah. I, I'd guess something about 118, 10 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, similar. Yeah, 100 points to eight or something. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not far off either of you. Uh, keep in mind, this is in front of your home fans. Uh, Hull will have scored four points, and your rivals from the other side would be 98. That still, that is still better than Newcastle against Wakefield. <laughs> 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 Only just. <laughs> so every cloud, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so sort of sticking with that last stat, uh, I'm not sure if I told you this one uh, earlier in the week, Callum. So if you do know, uh, I'll let Andy guess. Um, do you know who scored the four points for Hull FC? Who was the last person to score a try for Hull? Against Hull KR. Uh, Kirk Yeaman? No. 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 Go on, who was it? Well, I'll give you a clue. Scott Uh, Taylor. No, I'll give you a clue. In the time that it's taken Hull FC to score after this, um, he he moved to Keithley and then made a transfer to Wakefield. uh, And it's Luke Gale. Oh, really? Yeah. So in the time it's taken... this course. <laughs> so two clubs <laughs> since they last scored a try past Hull KR. And they've had more cards than points this season. Yeah. 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 Very true. Yeah. And uh, my final stat of the week, and we end on a, on a nice positive note for the league. And uh, the total attendance was revealed uh, after this weekend across the opening round. And we saw 76,699 people attend the opening round of fixtures. It is a 10% increase on any other opening round in Super League history. And it also takes the, obviously with that, it takes the best average opening crowd with an average of 12,783 attending the games across the, uh, across round one. Excellent. Well done, IMG. Brilliant. What's, um, well, that's good because wasn't there a couple of seasons ago where every, every match was a derby on the first week of the season? Uh, remember that I, right? I, yeah, I can't remember how long ago that oh. was though. Mm. But it's even to, so to beat that would mm. be pretty good going. I did try to have a proper look into. I don't know if it included. You know the time where Magic Weekend was uh, yeah. the opening fixtures. That wasn't. Uh, yeah, was that was that what it was? Magic Weekend. When they no, they, they, they did another they, one. They though, did it, yeah, it was about was it about seventeen? Yeah, yeah they did have one like that. Yeah. So it has beat that one, but I don't oh, know if it includes mm-hmm. the. Mag- I don't know if they included the Magic <sighs> Weekend one in mm-hmm. that or not. So and congratulations to Bobby on his stats there for researching one game. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you only done one game, wasn't it? Yeah, you had them wrote by 10 o'clock Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose that is true, actually. I didn't even notice that. Ah, mm. <laughs> oh, well. Poor. Very. Should we move on? Yes. What you talking about? 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 Yes, talk to me about returns for the first time this season. Any guesses for what it's about? <laughs> uh, no. 
Um, well, you've already mentioned it. We've, we've talked about it all the way through, but you've mentioned it there, Bobby. Nine yellow cards, four red cards. Mm. Nathaniel mentioned about attract, if we don't look after the diehards, how we're going to attract new fans. Yeah. Um, we'll attract new I, and better fans. <laughs> yeah. Get lost, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, we, we, but do we have this every year with this, with a new set of rules every single year, though? Mm. Yeah. You know, is this just not the flavour of the month? For no, this is, I think this is different. Do you? This isn't a flavour of the month. This isn't, oh, make sure you put your foot on the ball this, when you're playing it. This is a change in the whole yeah. structure of the game, if you like, isn't it? Yeah, this this is this is a real defining moment, isn't it? Do you, do you think the, um, the court cases and the litigation stuff that's being brought by former players... Has had a big influence on this. Massive, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think even if that hadn't have happened, I think things would be changing because the science is better and you know there's more information available, isn't there? So I think it would change be changing slightly anyway. But the rate it, that it's changed at is is has been drastic, and it, it's because of this group of players that are suing the the, the governing body. So. You can't give a yellow card for every time someone gets touched on the head. Well, you can, and they will. I know, but it's... <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. They, they, they shouldn't be. Um, so, I, I mean, did anybody see the game, the, the tackle so, that Tom Amone got two game ban for? No, I didn't. Can't no. see a single thing wrong with it. You, take, uh, let's take the Leeds and Salford game. Mm. The, one of the Simbins overlapped. So let's say they let's say they overlapped 10, 20, 20. You've twenty five percent, twenty five minutes of an eighty game minute there. Yeah, with three yellow cards where we haven't had a full complement of players on the pitch. No, and that's the same for pretty much every game, every every game. Saints and London didn't have a card. I think, uh, I think pretty much all the others did. That shocked me. I'm not sure about Lee and Huddersfield, but I think all the others did. Yeah, Lee and Huddersfield had one, I think. Yeah. yeah. That Saints one shocks me more than anything with people like Matauti and Sivinan on the field. <laughs> They've not got <laughs> yeah, a yellow card man. this weekend. Nah, it'll come. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait for it. They're wait buying for the time. <laughs> I, 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 just think, I just think that as a player, you know what you're getting into. <clears throat> and I think that if you have to then go and sue the game, I just think that's pretty sad, really. Yeah, I, I I think like you you pretty much just nailed it there, Callum. Really, it, it's a contact sport. At the end of the day, you you're gonna sometimes get your head in the wrong position. You're gonna no one no one walks out onto that field as a professional and says, "I'm gonna take your head off. I'm gonna end your career. I'm gonna give you brain damage. I'm gonna." It, it, nobody does that. No, it, it it happens. It's a contact sport. It's a fast paced contact sport. Where sometimes you get it wrong, and sometimes you have to just admit you got it wrong. But nobody is going out there to injure or hurt anybody, and I stand by. I that. understand why they're doing it, obviously, and 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 they're trying to protect players and trying to protect them from from brain problems and stuff like that in the future. But it's just gone so extreme. Mm. I mean, have you seen that today, this afternoon, where the um, there's a rumor that uh, it's been reported, and Matthew Shaw reported it that. Um, there's been um, players have contacted him to gauge appetite for a strike mm. because the players are becoming that disillusioned 
by developments relating to the new tackle laws I did and, and the punishments as well. I think Alex Alex Wormsley very re- yesterday yeah. I think wrote but, a very well well yeah. written article yeah. about about it all and, and, and calling for a, you know a proper players union ba- backed up by Ryan Briley as well backed but, up by tons of players yeah tons of players across all the social medias yeah but then the thing is is what baffles me more is that you get them saying like you've just done nine nine yellows four reds and you say right well we're going to protect players but then you get Penrith coming in and going well we don't like that and they, and then, <laughs> yeah. but then they go oh, okay yeah well you, yeah fair enough if you don't like it then uh, yeah go rip someone's head off mm. it's fine so does that mean then there's a different letter of the law than in, in the NRL yeah there is I don't know any other sport that has different alright granted there's only really two proper leagues right. in, in our sport and we've I got don't three know, sets of rules exactly this is my point I don't know any other sport that has a different set of rules for one league a different set of rules for another league and a different set of rules for an international game yeah it's, it's been like that all should the there time. not just be one yeah. set of rules that everybody agrees uh, well, on and should not should that not be set by the international board exactly yeah exactly and, and just to just to quickly nip back to Alex Warnsley one of his big points is that players don't get asked anything no. Well, why? They're the ones going out there doing it all. Why are they not being asked how they want the game to be played? Yeah, mm. exactly that. So who makes the decisions then within this board? Is it is it ex-referees? Is it referees currently? Uh, I don't is think it, it's is anything it, to do with referees. Is it, is it ex-players? Mm. Is it, you know, who's, who makes these, who's on the board? I'm I think there's probably decisions. a bunch. I may have read, I can't remember what it was regarding, but I may have read that there is a group of ex-players that have been involved, I think, Gareth Carvel was one of them. Well, didn't he try and set up a union as well? Like one yeah. Day, something yeah, to do with the union, did, yeah, Carvel, wasn't did, it, at yeah. one time, yeah. But there, there, there's, there's, there is a group of ex-players involved in something, uh, but I think it is just basically the the top brass of the, the RFL, petrified of more players coming out mm. and trying to get money off them and suing them. And well, I think they've backed, yeah. the, you know, the, the science is there, you know, it, it's obvious that, yeah. you know, repeated... Well, Concussions and and impacts like that is he's, he's going to do that. Yeah. But well, um, friend of the pod Richard Silverwood was very critical of some of the decisions that were yeah that were made at weekend as well yeah mm. and that's coming from an ex top level referee. The, the yeah. other thing is as well is you know um, no sorry I've I've, I've completely pummeled my point now I, I had something there was no other point no there was and I can't think what it is it's gone from my mind sorry. Um, no. Yeah, leave it. It's all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just disappeared out of my head, that one. Sorry. But where does it go? Where does it go then? I'll talk to Callum. Okay. Where does it, where does it go? Where does it go? Because this could it, it could get even sillier, couldn't it? Yeah. Really. If you wanted it to, you could make it ridiculously silly. There will be a reduction in the number of cards over the next five there or six be, weeks. There will be. And obviously players will have to adjust, and they will adjust. But there are some things that you can't adjust. So I'm looking at some of these decisions that are made on, like Liam Watts, for example. Yeah. I Westerman makes the first contact in that tackle. Yeah. And pushes the player, if you like, at a split second into Watts. Yeah. How does he adjust to that? He can't. You can't adjust to that, and you'll never be able to adjust to that at the speed that the game is played at. There will be reductions, like you said, because they'll either get bored of it or the players adjust quicker hmm. or they relax it a bit. I, I, you know, 
Once they've got once they've got the buffet money in, they'll uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once they've got a nice little kitty, they'll they'll slow it down. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know where it stops. To be honest, do we get do we get to a point where we have a professional tag league? I don't, like, do you know what I mean? Well, that's what it, I mean. You're talking now about rugby being banned in schools. I read the other week about wanting to make tag up to the age of I think it was eight, sixteen or eighteen. I think that's outrageous. Yeah, yeah I read Out, that. You, you then, but what you can't do then is throw. An 18-year-old who is almost a fully grown adult and then start teaching him how to tackle. Yeah, because that's just even more dangerous. Yeah, that's a good point. You can't not tackle. You teach people to tackle properly in the first place. Exactly, exactly. You have to learn that from from six, seven. Of course you do. You have to. That's the way I learn, and I'll be honest, I am the bollocks at tackling. Yeah, you are. (laughs) You are, actually, yeah. Defensively, you you are, are, yeah, great. But you're taught properly. Exactly, and that's right. properly. Yeah, well, cheek to cheek and all that, yeah. Exactly. So you can't then throw an 18-year-old who's never tackled before and get 18-year-olds plus, get adults running at yeah. them and going, yeah, go on tackling. I'll tell you what, mm. I bet um, I bet in Queensland and New South Wales they're not talking about having tagged till 16. No, exactly. No. What I was going to say earlier was I, was, uh, I remembered, um, obviously I understand that you know the RFL are probably sat there thinking... Oh, these lawsuits and and the, the everything in the court cases are looking pretty bad. But if if it's getting now to the point where players are saying, "Well, you might not even have a sport because we'll just strike over this," mm. surely that should worry you more mm. because you might not have a sport to to even govern because you're upsetting your current players rather than thinking about you. And I understand it's a tough situation to be in, but for somebody like Wormsley, who's played the sport for his whole life to come out and say, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about striking because I'm not happy. Surely you've got to look at that and go, okay, let's have a look at this. It's a worrying time for the sport. It, as a whole, it is extremely yeah. worrying. And I think, I think the main point is to ask the players and ask the players what they want. And yeah. I don't know, sign a waiver or something saying you won't sue the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I think you're right. You sign a contract. And Obviously, it'd have to be more diplomatic than that, yeah. but, but you get the general idea. Yeah. Yeah. Worrying. Very worrying. Anyway, that was uh, taught to me about. Sorry, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> He's our best friend. It's Bry. <laughs> pika pika boys. <laughs> uh, uh, oh god! <sighs> Brilliant. Well, there we go. It's the predictions league. In case you didn't guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how much I can mess it up this week. Here we go. Oh, right, Brian. Do you want to do you want to give us uh, so, uh, do you want to give us a, a quick update because there's not much to update yet, is there? Well, there is and there isn't. Um, we had six spot ons last week. Um, wow. Callum got one in the Castlefiffy Wigan game. <laughs> um, Eddie for Leeds got one in the Leafy Huddersfield game. Phil. For Salford got one in the Saints London game. Our insider last week, Deck Roberts, got one in the Catalan Waddington game. And our very own little Pikachu, who should have been Pikachu, but he's actually Tony, um, got two for Hull KR wow. um, in the Catalan Waddington game and the Leeds Salford game. So Hull KR at top, 
Um, by one point from Huddersfield and the Insiders, Callum Yord in four, Andy Yord in six, and Bobby Yord in eight. All within seven points at the top. Excellent. Brilliant. And um, who's on this week, Bri? This week we have another couple of new players. Um, I'll get to them in a second. So for Castleford, we've got Steve. For Catalan, we've got Dean. For Huddersfield, we've got Cowbell. For Hull FC, we've got Karen. For Hull KR, we welcome uh, our new representative, Stacey. You heard from her last week. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, for Leeds, we've got Jordan. For Lee, we have another new one. We have Laser Lass. Carrie, we'd like to welcome Carrie on board. Excellent. Yeah, welcome um, to Carrie. For London, we've got Ian. For Salford, we've got Louise. For St. Helens, we've got Johnny Lou. For Warrington, Lou Swire. For Wigan, we've got Gary. And this week for the Insiders, we have Jewsby Dam's captain, Jimmy Beckett. Oh, well done, Jimmy. Excellent. And well done for mentioning him this week, Brian. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I've ticked every box so far, so let's, keep, let's see if I can keep on going. I'm disappointed um, it's not Ashley, that Pokemon trainer who's the Insiders. <laughs> I've, I've decided I think Brian should tag Pokemon training cards every week every until week. we retweet the yeah. action <laughs> <week>. <laughs> Bobby is a staff for you. Technically the top and technically the bottom because he replaced them with Tony who's now top but he didn't actually place on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quicker move from the bottom than I, from top to bottom than Andy last season. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, first game then, Bri. So first up this week on Thursday at 8 o'clock it's on Sky, Main Event and Arena. It's Hull KR feed Leeds. It's quite tricky really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, Leeds didn't have a very well, not didn't have the start they expected. All okay, KR um, hard to assess them after that because they wasn't really challenged. Mm. Oh, I think with all KR being at home, I'm just going to give them a slight edge, and I'm going to say all KR uh, eight. I'll say. Yeah, I agree. What you said there, Callum. Um, I'm going to go all KR ten. And I think, same as you, Callum, I think Leeds will take a little bit longer to get into the stride. Looking at last week, mm. OK, I'll be on such a high from the whole game. I'll yeah. just gonna, But I'm going to go Hull KR 6. And I've gone Hull KR by 4. Um, Bobby, you know, 4, we've gone Hull KR by 10, along with Catalan, Saints and Wigan. We do have two for Leeds. We have Leeds by 2, which is by a, our Lee team. And Jordan has gone Leeds by four for Leeds. Okay. Next up, on Friday at 8 o'clock, it's on Sky Sports Arena and Super League Plus. It's London for Catalan. Yeah, I don't think uh, life gets much easier um, for the Broncos. And I can see Catalan... Doing a, a very similar job to Saints, really getting that that couple of tries, waiting out, and then kicking on at the end. So I'm going to go Catalan by thirty-eight. Yeah, and I'll go Catalan twenty-two. Catalan thirty-four for me. Catalan thirty-four. Yes, and I have also gone. Catalan by 34 Cal. 36 <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've got a vast range from 12 up to um, 34 
But we also do have um, a Catalan by 62, which is by our Castleford fans. See, everyone has gone for Catalan this week, including London, who've gone Catalan by 20. Next up on Friday, it's on Sky Sports Action. It's Warrington v Hull FC. Uh, I think Warrington, um, Sam Burgess leading his team at home for the first time, I think will have a massive impact. Uh, Hull surely can't get any worse than they did last week. But in that in that respect, I will go Warrington 14, because I think Hull will put up a better fight. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Warrington 16. I think now that they're missing a couple of players out the pack, I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll be even. I think. I think it could be worse. I'm going to go Warrington by twenty-four. And I've gone Warrington by eighteen. Um, I'm one of four who've gone Warrington by eighteen, along with Huddersfield, Leeds, and London. Callum, you're one of four who've gone Warrington by sixteen, along with Catalan, Lee, and Saints. Um. A big miss on the uh, Prediction League this year is our friend Matt yes. down at Bellevue. We had a lovely little game for them last year. So we're going to replace them. And we're going to replace them with Karen from Hull FC. Okay, I, I think... Before, what just, Karen? Well, just before you tell us that, I'm going to make the case for uh, for Matt down at Bellevue to be play as an insider for this year. What do you reckon, Bri? Um, should we see how, how, how we get on? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Did try, mate. Yeah. <laughs> see you next year. We'll see you yeah. next year. <laughs> uh, let's wait. Was... Let's let's wait until they're like not a point off top and they drop down a little bit, and then okay. Matt can have Ooh. a go. Um, do, you, do you think Matt uh, said Wakefield by hundred and ten this week? He could have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our new game this season is what did Karen say? I think Karen said Warrington by twenty eight. I think she said Hull by one. Ooh. I think she said Warrington by 36. And Bobby's the closest. We've got Warrington by 44. Oh. <laughs> no one's for Hull fans. Hull. Yeah, no one's picked Hull FC. Wow. Um, next, on Saturday evening at half five, it's on Sky Sports Action and Super League Plus. It's Huddersfield v St. Helens. Yeah, it could be, it could be a good game, this. Uh, it should be a good game. could be a tricky one to predict. Um, I think you're going to have to go with Saints, though. Just I think they look slightly stronger. Um, although Huddersfield have had a good start, this will be a real test for them. Uh, I'm going to say Saints by 14. I think uh, Huddersfield's win over Lille do them. Uh, a very big confidence boost, but yeah, I think Saints will just be too strong. I'm going to go Saints by twelve. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, in that case, I'll go uh, Saints by ten. And I've gone Saints by eight. And I'm what again? One of four who've gone Saints by eight. Um, along with our insider, Jimmy Becker, St. Helens and Lee. Um, we have one Huddersfield, and it's by our Leeds fan, Jordan, who's gone Huddersfield by four. 
and Cowbell has not let us down because he's gone St. Helens by two. Okay. Oh. And lastly, on Sunday, it's also on Sky Sports Action and the Super League Plus. It's at three o'clock. It's Salford v Castleford. Ah, the battle of the bottom. Uh, <laughs> just alienated half the pod listeners there, aren't you? Like, yeah. Well, let's be honest, it is, isn't it? Oh, who's going to finish 11th and who's going to finish 10th this one? Oh, I don't know after where Salford played last week. Um, Dear Bobolet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but on that note, Andy, I do agree with you. I do think that Salford do look stronger than Castleford. Uh, which is what I said at the very start of the season anyway. So I am going to go Salford by 14. And I'll go Salford by 12. Um, I'm going to go Salford 10. And I've also gone Salford by 14. Um, We've got four. We've gone Salford by six. Who are our Wigan, London, Lee and Leeds fans. And Steve, on his first appearance for Castleford, has gone Castleford by 13. Mm. 13? Yeah. And he's the only one who's gone for Castleford. Okie doke. Brave Steve, well done. Yeah, so Rudy bloody brave. Um, <laughs> well, there we have it. That was the last game. Just before we go, quick world uh, club challenge prediction. Yeah, just between us. Uh, I'll, I'll go uh, uh, Wigan 4. I'm going to go Penrith 16. Bry? Wigan 8. Uh, I'm going to go Penrith 20. Oh! You think of that one-sided? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see. Well, you know, they're more up for it this year than last year. Oh, according to Johnny. <laughs> according to Johnny, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's not a family call. Sorry? It's not a family. No, not this year it's not. Oh, <laughs> nice. okay. yeah. no. This year it's this year it's proper. There's a trophy and everything. Oh stop, he's not gonna come on again. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good fun. Yeah. Anyway, there we have it. Um Thanks to Bri for doing the Predictions League and thanks to everybody uh, participating in the Predictions League. If you've stayed with us all this time, then thank you very much for listening. Um, if you are going to any games this this weekend, then uh, please uh, stay safe and enjoy. But from all of us here at the only Rugby League podcast, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye. Pika, pika.